0: We uh, bless the Lord, we praise Him, we worship Him because He is worthy, absolutely. I love the songs of faith uh, that we uh, were singing today and the imagery uh, that's there. Uh, God loving us so much that He's tearing down lies and kicking down walls, and I was ready to come off the blocks and run out of that grave. Uh, Beautiful imagery, beautiful songs of faith this morning. All right, George Mueller, 1836, Bristol, England. Each day he would walk the streets there in town and he would see children who had no parents, no home, no opportunities for education. And this, uh, God used this to move uh, the hearts of George and his wife, Mary. And they felt that they had to obey God and do something to care for these children. And so first they started by taking, uh, setting up their home to be able to take in 30 uh, kids and care for them. And then George would go on to build, over five, uh, to build five orphan homes and in his lifetime care for over 10,000 uh, children. Moved by God and then by faith, Obeying God, Uh, George Mueller, a, a, a true hero of the faith. And today we still need men and women who will, by faith, obey. You can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11 as we continue this series, Kingdom Heroes. This passage of scripture is like walking through a hall of fame museum, and we're seeing men and women from the Old Testament scriptures who, by faith, followed, loved, worshipped God. We're going to begin in we're going to pick up, excuse me, in verse seven today. Scripture is also on the screen, so you can go there in your Bibles or or look on the screen. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse seven. Ready, set, go. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So Noah is the kingdom hero that we are looking at today. You can go ahead in your Bibles, uh, uh, turn to Genesis chapter 6 because the full account of Noah and the ark is found there in the first book of the Bible. It's in the, it'll be in the first few pages, Genesis 6 through 10. And you may be familiar uh, with the uh, account of Noah and the ark Uh, Maybe uh, children's songs come to mind, uh, pictures uh, that you've seen. Uh, I encourage you to look at his faith today with uh, fresh eyes. And so that's why we pray when we open the word of God. God, open our hearts that we may see wonderful things here in your word. So we're picking up in Genesis 6 and we're going to read a portion of this fuller account of Noah and the ark, picking up in verse five. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth, it broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I've created from the face of the earth Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I'm sorry I I ever made them. Verse 8, but Noah found favor with the Lord. Then we're going to skip down to verse 14, but what happens there is God communicated with Noah. And God told Noah of the situation, said, hey, Things are awful, and it's broken my heart, and and judgment is coming. There's going to be a a great flood to, to wipe things out. And then in verse 14, he said, Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. And then the scripture goes on to show us how God gave Noah dimensions on how to build this massive boat. And he said, when the time is right, I want you and your wife and your three sons and their wives to get on this boat. And then I'm going to bring a uh, pairs of animals uh, t- to get on and to be safe on the boat so that when the flood is over, you'll be able to replenish the earth. And then we pick up in verse 22. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Build a boat. And then Noah built a boat. A really, really, really big boat. As we look at the context of, of what's going on here in Genesis 6, we see that sin leads to Sorrow. Uh, humanity had turned away from God. Uh, Chapter 6, verse 5, and then verses 11 and 12, when God is communicating with Noah, humanity had turned away from God. Wickedness and evil covered the earth. The Scripture says every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. There was corruption. The place was filled with violence. We can look around our world today. And we know what's going on. There's war. Then, in our own backyard, there's drugs and abortions. There's violence. There's abuse. There's evil intent. What was God's response to this wickedness and evil and corruption, to this sin in Noah's day? It was a broken heart. We don't often think about God having a broken heart, about God being sad. Maybe we view that as as a as a, a, a sign of weakness. But we're made in the image of God. We have emotions because God has emotions and we're made like Him. Sometimes our emotions are out of control. Sometimes uh, they are not true to the situation. But God is never emotionally unstable. His emotions are always an appropriate response to the situation. I want you to think with me for a minute. Think about how you feel when within your circle, within something that personally affects you, personally touches you, within your circle, you're affected or you see immorality or violence or abuse. And it just makes your your stomach hurt. You feel, you feel sick in your gut. Maybe you feel paralyzed when you've been touched and you've been closely affected. And you're like, I, I can't even move. This is hurt me so much maybe tears stream from your eyes well God sees every act of wickedness. he knows every evil intent everything is within his circle he's touched by every abortion every act of abuse Every act of immorality, sorrow, sadness, grief, a broken heart is an appropriate response. In the New Testament book, uh, Ephesians, in chapter 4, the church, followers of Jesus Christ, receive instruction on how to not live in sin, not practice sin, wickedness, evil, immorality, but to live for Jesus. And then in chapter 4, verse 30, we read, in talking about this, not living in sin no longer, we read, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In other words, do not sin and break God's heart. Do not sin in your own life And cause God to cry tears of sadness. Sin leads to sorrow, God's sorrow. And because God is good, it also leads to judgment. Uh, We would not say that a courtroom judge today was a good judge if he or she swept abuse or immorality under the rug and said, oh, it's all right, don't worry about it. No, 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 no. No, we would say they do not need to practice law any longer. Well, God is a good and righteous and holy judge. And he's not going to just sweep immorality and abuse under the the rug. Actions have consequences. Sin brings judgment. And there was going to be a flood to punish the evil in Noah's day. So that's Noah's context. And then we look at Noah, and remember, he's a hero of faith. He's featured in the the Hall of Fame there in Hebrews 11. And so we see that's what's going on in his circle. That's what's going on in his context. But we see that Noah's faith leads to obedience. A few weeks ago when we began this series, we looked at Hebrews chapter chapter 11, verse 1. and, And we, in fact, we memorized a Bible verse here at this worship gathering. Hebrews 11.1, one, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we, we cannot see. And, and we got a, a working definition, a working biblical definition of what faith is. If we're talking about faith, if we're talking about he, being heroes of faith, well, what is ha- faith anyways? And we said faith is, after looking at the scripture, we said faith is trusting that God exists and keeps his promises. Now, if we for seriously trust that God exists and that he keeps his promises, well, we're going to do what he says. We're going to take his advice on life. John 14, 21, from the lips of Jesus, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he's the one who loves me. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you have faith in me, if you love me, then you're going to take my advice. You're going to follow my commands. You're going you're to do what I say. You're going to live life the way I, I lay it out. Well, Noah had faith. Noah believed that God existed. Noah believed that God made the heavens and the earth. Noah believed that God kept his promises. Despite the context of wickedness and evil, that he found himself in. All around him, people were walking away, but Noah was walking faithfully with God. Uh, Chapter 6, verse 9, we read that Noah was the only blameless person living. All others were walking away. All others were following the evil intents, the evil desires of their hearts. Noah stood alone. So while there was violence around him, Noah was not violent. While there was immorality, shameful things around him, Noah was not immoral. Because he believed God, because he had faith in God, he was walking with God. And then when God gave him specific instructions, chapter 6, verse 14, build a boat, a really, 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 really big boat... As he was walking with God, when he got specific instructions, Noah again, by faith, obeyed. Chapter 6, verse 22, he did, he did everything that the Lord commanded. Chapter 7, verse 5, again, but Noah did everything just as God had commanded it. Noah's wife and his three sons and their wives got on the boat along with a whole bunch of animals, the flood came, and they were safe. So by Noah's obedience, not only himself, but he saved his family. Men, did you catch that? Did you hear that? By his obedience, Noah saved his family. By your faithful obedience today in the home, you can help point your wife and your children to Jesus. By your faithful obedience, by you faithfully trusting and obeying and walking with God in the everyday, in your home, with your family, you can help your wife and your children find safety in Jesus. You can help them follow Jesus. few years ago, uh, there was a movie, The Finest Hours, that came out, and it tells the true story of one of the most daring and dangerous Coast Guard rescues in U.S. history, February 1952, so that's 70 years ago. The people in Massachusetts were bracing for a powerful winter storm. And just off the New England coast there, a ship called the Pendleton was literally torn in two by this storm. The crew that remained on the half of the ship that was still afloat hoped that they might have a few hours before being swallowed by the raging sea the local Coast Guard station sent a small crew of four people out on a 36-foot wooden life-saving rescue boat. They didn't know exactly where the Pendleton was. They didn't know if uh, there were or how many crew members were on it. This four a uh, person, crew, in this small, life-saving boat faced 80-mile-per-hour winds, up to 60-foot swells. The, the storm so battered their boat just trying to get out to sea that, that the windshield was broken, their compass was lost. Not knowing if there were any crew members alive or even if they would be able to, to find them, they pressed on. The life rescue boat had a capacity of 12, but when they did happen upon the Pendleton, there were over 30 crew members stranded in the storm needing rescue. When it comes to life and death, they said everyone's invited onto the boat. 32 crew members were rescued at sea and taken safely to shore. In Noah's day, He saw the sin, the corruption, the wickedness, the evil that was all around him. God told him judgment was coming in the form of a flood. And I can imagine Noah asking God, is there any hope? Is there a solution? And God said, yes. Build this boat. Yes, there's a solution the ark. In our day, we see sin around us and the wreckage that it brings. We see war. We see violence. We see immorality. And we know judgment's coming, not in the form of a flood, but in the form of fire. And we might ask God, is there any hope? Is there a solution? And God says, yes, Jesus. Jesus is our ark of safety. 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 18 through 20 connect Jesus and his life-saving ability to the ark in Noah's day. All you got to (laughs) do to escape judgment is get on the Jesus boat. You just got to get on board. Those crew members who were stranded on the Pendleton as it was going down into the sea, they didn't have to buy a ticket on that rescue boat All they had to do was realize their hopeless situation and get on board the rescue boat. And for us today, needing to escape judgment, needing to find rescue, we we can't be good enough. We can't be religious enough. All we have to do is realize God's amazing, wonderful, beautiful grace. His love for us. And by faith, accept that grace. What does it look like to by faith, accept that grace? Believing that Jesus is who the Bible says he is, the Son of God. Believing that Jesus did what the Bible says he did. Died on the cross, taking the consequences of our sin upon himself. And then beating death, rising from the dead. That's how you can get on the Jesus boat today. Just placing your trust in him. So that's the first step of faith, is to get on board. And then the second is whatever your context, by faith, obey. Noah's context was everyone around him was walking away from God, but he chose to stand alone and to follow God. So what your context is, I don't know. Maybe you're the only one in your family who's really chasing after God, who's really desires to worship God with your life. Maybe they, they think it's silly that you, that you come to church gatherings and that you read your Bible. I don't know your context. Maybe your context is that it's really hard to be a Christian at school. Every day as a student you see and hear things that are inappropriate. And you say, nobody else is really following Jesus. Nobody else is taking it serious. I'm just concerned about fitting in, not getting laughed at. Maybe that's your context. That's, it's tough. It's hard. It wasn't easy for Noah. Maybe your context is... Is past failures got you tripped up and you're thinking, man, I've blown it so many times in the past, I can't get it straight now. God's not gonna love me, God's not gonna accept me. Whatever your context, by faith, obey. Choose to trust, trust and obey Jesus today. Whatever you can't control the the, the, the people and, and the circumstances around you. That's out of your control. But you can choose, whatever your context, to trust and obey and walk with Jesus today. And then Like Noah did, when God moves you to do something specific, by faith, obey again. Noah was walking with God, and then God told him to build a boat, and he did everything just as God had commanded him. You know, that's how different ministries and groups uh, get started around here at Holland Chapel, is because people are like, you know what, God is moving me, God is leading me, God is calling me to do something To get involved in kingdom work, to to lead something, to invest my time somewhere, and so I'm by faith going to obey. That's how things, that's how how kingdom work happens. Another kingdom hero, Billy Graham, an example of this when God moves you to do something specific by faith obeying. Billy Graham was a preacher uh, throughout much of the 20th century. And from the 1940s on until his death uh, in the recent past. And he would go to different cities and he would travel to different countries. And thousands of people would come to hear him preach God's word. He would fill stadiums with people. Many, uh, many individuals after hearing him preach, place their faith in Jesus. They got on the Jesus boat. I have a friend who did. Uh, maybe, maybe you or someone you know placed their trust in Jesus after hearing Billy Graham preach God's word. Well, in the early 1950s, as he was preaching in different cities in the southern United States, segregation was still being practiced in parts. And he was at one of these worship gatherings in Tennessee and there was a rope And the rope separated where the whites could sit and where the blacks could sit. And before the worship gathering began, Billy Graham asked the usher to take that rope down. The usher wouldn't do it. So Billy Graham went down himself and he said, I'm not going to preach to a segregated congregation. And he took the segregation rope down himself. When God moved him to do something specific, he did it. Another kingdom hero, George Mueller, who we shared at the beginning, he, he wrote this about kingdom work, about people who are, are doing something for God. He said, the very people who are doing the most for God in saving souls, in mission work, in the care of orphans, are those who are working on short supplies of strength Short supplies of money, short supplies of talents, short supplies of advantages, and are kept in a position of living by faith and taking from God day by day both physical and spiritual supplies. I want you to humor me as we wrap this up this morning. If you will, take one of those Connect cards that's in the seat back in front of you. Uh, you can also get online on the HD app, and you can go, go to, the, to the Connect card there. But take, take the Connect card in the seat back in front of you. Get a pen. Write your name on there. And then so somewhere on the front of the card, uh, by your name, uh, if you would, just write, by faith, obey. If you're on the, on the app where, where it ha- uh, has, has a, a spot for, for prayer and praise concerns, right there, uh, type in, by faith, obey we got the cards. Write in your name. Write those three words, because three is the magic number. By, that's B-Y. Faith, F-A-I-T-H, Obey. And when you write by faith, obey there, that might mean, Different things for different folks in the room here. For some of you, as, as you're looking at that, you're thinking, you know what? Today, I'm responding. I'm obeying God's, God's call to put my trust in Jesus. And so when I write, by faith, obey, I'm saying I'm getting on the Jesus boat. I'm believing Jesus to be able to rescue me and save me and take me safely home and forgive my sins, for some of you, as you write By Faith, Obey, you're thinking about the context that you find yourself in and how it's hard to follow God in your family or it's hard to follow God at school. Or you're thinking about your past and that's got you hung up. And so you're thinking about, you know what, regardless of my, the, the people around me, regardless of my circumstances, I'm going to choose to trust and obey Jesus just to walk with him. And so that's what you're thinking when you, when you look at that by faith obey. And for others, God may be one you do do something specific, like, hey, let's, let's get busy, let's get to work and take down a rope or welcome kids into your home or invest your time in some other ministry or respond to his call on your life to be a missionary, to be a church planner, a pastor. And so when you're looking at that, you're thinking about, I'm going to obey this specific thing that God is calling me to do, that he's telling me to do. This is my boat that he wants me to build. What we're going to do now is we're just going to pray over that with those in mind. I just want to pray with you. And then you've got two options when we leave here in just a moment after some closing announcements. Uh, One is you can hold on to that card, stick it in your Bible, and it can be a reminder throughout this week, like, hey, I was responding to God this Sunday. I'm not just going to forget that. That wasn't something that I'm just going to blink and it's in the past. Uh, you could do that. Hold on to that as, as a personal reminder. Another option is, is drop that in the offering box or hand it to one of our friends in the connect corner before, when, you, when you leave. And what will happen then is we'll be able to pray specifically for you And we'll be able to encourage you specifically to walk in obedience by faith with God this week. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are good. We believe that you are the maker of the heavens and the earth. We believe that you did remember Noah, that he did find favor with you, that he was walking with you, and that you did use him to save his family And then to replenish the earth. Help us today. God, as we think about obeying you in our own different contexts, in our own different circles, help us strengthen our faith to walk with you. God, as you are moving, as you are calling and prompting us to do speci- to take specific actions, God, give us boldness to, by faith, obey, to respond in the affirmative that it might be said of us like it was of Noah that, that we did everything just as you commanded. And God, for us, God, if we realize that we're drowning in our own sin. Oh, God, give us faith to call out to Jesus to be our rescue, our ark. Amen.